the football pod. Booing and the jeering and the anticipation. And then as he strikes it, there's that intake of breath because he puts the bloody ball 14 uh, yards beyond. The, the second he hits it, I knew we were under pressure. Like. Subscribe to the football pod on the OTB Sports app now. Gaelic football on off the ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Currently, there's 74 minutes on the clock and it looks like Kerry are on their way to becoming the 2022 All-Ireland Senior Football Champions. It's Kerry 19 points, Galway 16 points. Kerry have a very kickable free year just outside the parallelogram and it has been kicked over. The flare smoke is going up off Hill 16. It is the green and yellow smoke I spoke to James O'Donoghue about before throw-in. Mossy Quinn, Austin O'Malley alongside me. You've been watching here. It looked like Goey might have hauled himself back into this in the 56 minutes. We saw points coming in. Shane Walsh with a free and then Killian McDade and they were really inspirational points to make it 16 apiece. Porrick Joyce pumping his fist. We're just seeing a long ball kicked into the Kerry defence here but they're coming away with it. What's happened since then, Mossy? Yeah, Galway have just struggled, to be honest, Stephen. They've tired out there. They had a massive effort for 51 minutes, but you could see they struggled. They had three or four attacks in a row around then where they took bad options. Paul Conroy dropped one short. They had a bad wide, and um, they never really got back to the pace. But then Kerry have kind of slowly picked them off. They've been they've been very impressive in the second half, in fairness. They finished very strong. The subs have made an impact. They've got impact off the bench, and... Galway just haven't had that. They've put in a they put in a huge effort early on, and you've seen the last couple of minutes as a, a Galway sub gets a yellow card, and Kerry are in the stages where the final whistle is about to go, and you're going to see the the pandemonium and the joy and um, Clifford's after getting fell there. I think is he, but it's um, yeah. Galway will be disappointed. Last 10, 15 minutes when they got it back level, they were struggling for a few minutes, but they did manage to get it back level. Got it back to sixteen all, um, but again you could just see energy levels were low, and they just didn't kick on. Yeah, Austin, what have you felt about the last few minutes you've seen? Yeah, look, it just I suppose Kerry just have exhibited serious control around the place in terms of the way they've managed the ball and they've picked their scores after and they've got the right guys on, on the ball at the right time um, and their big players stood up again like obviously David Clifford and Potty came into it there as well and snipe but you know in terms of their, their bench impact and Massey alluded to it there just like Killian Spillane came in there he's had a massive impact he said you know he's had two beautiful scores he's also won a key turnover there for Clifford to, to, to pop it over as well so it's definitely a story of I, I, I think Kerry just get into grips with Galway we have a um, full time whistle has blown yeah. Austin and Jack O'Connor just absolutely elated on the touchline there as he goes to hug his backroom team and I can see Kerry substitutes all running out onto the pitch they haven't experienced this success there is David Clifford throwing his hands up in the air as he jumps across the pitch Kerry have won the All-Ireland Football Final it's been a, a brilliant second half performance from them and a real turnaround, Austin, because the first half, they were poor. They were poor, yeah. And look, they've done a lot of uncarry like things in terms of the characteristics of what they were doing, you know, in terms of pot shots. And, and they didn't look any ways fluent and they looked quite leggy and, and disjointed there, but they've slowly built their way into the game. Went in at the break, you know, they were still in the game, obviously, only a, 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 a point in it. Came out, looked like, you know, Jack O'Connor, certainly he rang, rang the changes at halftime. You know, and that sort of sent out a signal of intent, and they brought greater energy in, and they got greater impact um, off their bench. And you know, you can just see in terms of maybe the experience that that Kerry had there in the end, as opposed to Galway. Galway, you know, they just looked like they they started making mistakes, they started playing tight, started giving ball away, and there was a probably a period in the game there in the second half that killed them, where they they had four or five turnovers, and Kerry transitioned back out and got scores, and that's really the story of the game. And they've 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 had the experience to finish it out. 
Yes, 2014 was the last time that Kerry won the All-Ireland Football Final. Before that, it was 2009. So they've had uh, 13 years where we almost had them just winning one All-Ireland title, but they've made it two. I'm looking at David Clifford there, Mossy, and he's uh, he's had his problems with injuries this year and uh, perhaps maybe not the... the the complete superstar performance that uh, that maybe some people are hoping for. Shane Walsh perhaps maybe edging that little battle between those two, but he really has made a huge contribution to this team throughout the year and also today. Yeah, he was sensational today, in fairness, Stephen. Like he'd, he'd eight scores in total. He'd... he'd uh Four from play, if you include the mark, like in terms of, but he's shown for the ball and his, particularly in that first half when things weren't going right for them, his willingness to show, his willingness to get out in front, and he, his play makes him a natural leader. What he's like off the pitch or in the dressing room, I don't know, but in terms of how he carries himself on the pitch and when things aren't going well for Kerry, he's one of the guys that they all looked and they get him the ball and he generally does something positive with it and that's that's he's been massive for them again and you can see what it means to him in the celebrations. His brother was excellent in the second half as well. That's brilliant, Mossy, and that's why we get the experts on, because they know an awful lot more than me. Let's go over to our two experts at Croke Park. Of course, James O'Donoghue and Paddy Andrews are there at Croke Park, where Kerry have been crowned All-Ireland Champions for 2022. Paddy Andrews, I'll get your thoughts first, because I know you've got to uh, nip off there soon enough, but it really was, I suppose, down to Galway's just tiring out in that last 20 minutes. They really looked dead on their feet. And sorry, that's not to take away from Kerry's performance. No, Absolutely no, no. brilliant in the second half. I, I, Kerry were a better team in the second half. They were more clinical. They started to get the grips with that Galway defence. And look, there was just more space, which we expected coming down the final 10, 15 minutes. Galway put so much into that. They did get it back level. They, were, they went 10 minutes without scoring. Shane Walsh kicks a brilliant free. And they kill you McDade from midfield with his fourth point of the day for play. Brings it back to 16 points apiece with five minutes of normal time to go. And you're thinking to go, we have one more kick in them. But they, they just ran out of legs, Stephen. To be fair to Kerry, you looked at David Clifford. Today was his day. He kicked eight points. He was the shining light in that Kerry forward line. Sean O'Shea only scored three frees. Didn't really impact the game for play. Paddy Clifford, to be fair, came into the game a lot more in the second half. Very similar to his role against Dublin in that semi-final. When the game started to get a bit fractured, he had a big impact and got two brilliant points for Kerry. But it was David Clifford, eight points, four from play, a couple of marks as well. He led the line from the very first minute for Kerry. And look, over the course of the game, it wasn't their most clinical display, but they deserved it today. Over the 75, 76 minutes we played, and they've run out four-point winners. And it's a first All-Ireland in eight years for the Kingdom, and a first for David Clifford. You mentioned the marks there, Paddy. How important were they today? It was massive because it was such a clear, obvious tactic from Kerry. They, they felt that Galway would struggle under the high ball. We know that Kerry want to kick the ball into that full forward line as soon and as often as they can. It didn't work every time, but they did get a bit of joy out of it. Clifford gets two marks. It was in that first half when Kerry were really struggling to break down that set defence. Clifford was the man that was leading the way. He gets a couple of marks. Second half, they got a little bit more space, to be fair. Uh, Jack O'Connor made a big call at half time. He took out Paul Deeney for Killian Spillane. And Killian Spillane came on and got two points. He was a third of the side of that Galway full back line in the second half. And Kerry, as we expected, to be fair, just had that little bit more firepower. 
and that gets them over the line for Galway McDade with four points from midfield was spectacular Shane Walsh he tired in the final 10 but he hit nine points for Galway one of the most brilliant all-Ireland final displays they look back and say did we get enough out of Damien Comer he didn't get a score today I don't even think he had a shot at the post Kerry marshalled him well and that's ultimately the difference between the two sides Paddy just give us your quick views on both goalkeepers of course uh, Shane Ryan for Kerry and Gleeson, Connor Gleeson for Galway at both ends. There was talk about their kickouts, how they'd handle him. Shane Ryan, I know, has shown that he's got a great calmness about him now in uh, tight situations. Shane Ryan was excellent on his kickouts. Galway were going after it. They were putting seven and eight bodies up, trying to force turnovers, but he got a lot of them away. It was excellent movement from the Kerry backs, but it was brilliant execution from Shane Ryan for Connor Gleeson. He probably had a difficult day at the office, James, is smiling at me here. Um, he came out, got involved in a couple of plays, gave away a couple of frees. You felt that Galway, it was maybe a, a, a slight weakness for them. And look at that battle, Shane Ryan and Kerry came out on top. Well, Paddy, I know you don't want to be uh, hanging around too much experiencing those uh, Kerry celebrations this afternoon, so we'll let you go. And can I just say, James O'Donoghue, I'm so, so happy that you've won just because uh, I was a little bit worried we mightn't be able to get you on air if Kerry had got beaten this afternoon. We're just seeing the uh, two players going up to collect the cup. Can you tell people what's going on? Yeah, the fireworks are just going off. The gold bunting is coming down. It's unbelievable scenes here. Emotional scenes. It's been a long time coming for these Kerry players. They've been through some bad defeats. Some defeats they shouldn't have had. And just to lift the Sam Maguire note today, it just writes all the wrongs of the last couple of years. So couldn't be more proud of the players in fairness. They've been unbelievable. So Sean Shea is just delivering his speech now after lifting the Sam Maguire. Yeah, and it wasn't just him going up to lift the cup either, was it? It wasn't. Actually, who, who lifted it with him? Actually, Joe, Joe O'Connor. Right Joe O'Connor went up with him. Was it Joe O'Connor? Yeah. So it's trying to get down on the pitch himself, the lads. We'll have to try to wrestle and try to keep him up here. Like. I was going to make it a three-man lift there. I was going to go down. But Joe is uh, he's with the Austin Sachs club, so they won the county championship, so they have the captaincy, but obviously he wasn't playing, so Shawnee Shea was captain for most of the year, so they obviously lifted it as joint captains then. But uh, Shawnee, just a, an unbelievable leader on that team. But what a game. I mean... It was hurting your mouth stuff. At halftime, I was seriously worried. I thought Galway looked looked so ready to go on and win All-Ireland. But as the second half went on, Kerry just looked more assured. The nerves were gone. They, they seemed to razor in on the job at hand. And a couple of things went their way. Over on the Cusack side, the ref pulled, I think it was John Daly, for a very soft free. Uh, he said that while he had the ball he was being tackled and the ref said that he was actually fouling the ball and Clifford put over an outstanding free to put Kerry one up so it was those kind of small things that went against him uh, Conor Gleeson had a kick out from the 21 and he took it short the, the Galway players weren't outside the D so the ref hopped it in front of the goals and Galway were chasing the game at this stage those two incidents just took the wind out of their sails and you could tell Kerry just grew from it and once they smelled blood in fairness they went on and chipped over a few points they got into the positions to kick scores but they worked it a bit closer and fisted them over the bar and that showed great game intelligence at the time yeah because um, and I've got Muddy, Mossy Quinn beside me here with Austin O'Malley as well James Mossy hey, nodding uh, very uh, furiously here along agreeing with uh, what you're saying about the technical fouls at the referee Mossy yeah, it was something we talked about, Stephen, and it was. I, I agree with James. It was very harsh. At that stage of an All-Ireland final draw game, it's, un, it's unusual to see a call like that from the ref. I think he did. He said that the, uh, he said that the Galway centre-back, uh, John Daly, was pulling the arm of Killian Spillane, but Spillane went in with a fairly physical hit, a high enough hit. So in those instances, you usually do see a free. If a free was given to the Galway defender there, I don't think anyone would have blinked or there wouldn't have been any complaints given and the game would have flowed on. So... 
it didn't decide the game, but it was a moment that kind of helped swing it into, into Kerry's favour. But in fairness, Clifford stepped up, nailed a free. They got on the next couple of possessions and they had the players, as that game was coming into the dying stages, they had the guys who wanted the ball, who were looking for the ball and were making the positive plays. James, you mentioned at the halftime break about Kerry's handling and kicking errors. Did you see a marked improvement in that in the second half? I did. I think Kerry just came out the second half. They looked just more settled. They looked like they had the bit between their teeth. Now, Jack was very brave at halftime. We said that Galway were going in thinking, we can win this All-Ireland. So Kerry had some work to do in that halftime interval. And he was brave. He took off Paul Gainey. He took off David Moore. They would be big voices in that dressing room. And they would be big leaders. So for players to see those, uh, those players come off at such an important time in such an important game, can rattle a team at times. I I was wondering how it was going to go. I was thinking, has he has he rushed these substitutions or is it going to pay off? Because he was bringing on Killian's plan and Adrian's plan, who usually come on with about 15 minutes to go and give the team a new impetus. So he was really rolling the dice very early on, but it worked for him because Killian came on and got two great scores. Adrian worked so hard around there, getting turnovers, kicking ball in. So those two substitutions and that bravery showed by Jack definitely paid off, and that was the main thing at halftime. That main change. He went in, he shook up the team, shook up their, their their nerves. He said, lads, get that out of your system. I'm making these changes. Let's go and win this now. And uh, it definitely paid off for him. Yeah, Austin, that's what you want from a manager. When the fat's in the fire, you need to be ruthless. Yeah, no, and absolutely. And I suppose, you know, Jack's cunning and he's, 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 his own game intelligence and he's been around and he's, you know, in terms of his, you know, you could almost call it situation since enough, you know, the right call at the right moment. And the reason he's won his All-Irelands in the past is because he is... He has done that, you know, and it was a massive, massive statement. And James is so right there, you know. It almost was like a lightning rod, I suppose, to other lads to look who's next here going to be pulled if you don't shape up. And you know, they kind of went back to what they're really good at in, in terms of treading ball to the to those link men. Paddy Clifford got into it a little bit more. Uh, Spillane himself, you know, came in with two, and slowly Kerry began to get momentum and oxygen and, and build into the game. And those are the key moments. And you know, when you think of what Jack O'Connor has done in the past and, and the titles he's landed for Kerry, this is another one. And when you look back over the the the, the hour, you know, it's it's fine margins, and those are the margins that 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 are either either you know cost you a game or you win a game. And it was a big call, but the right call in essence, I suppose, when you look at it in terms of the impact it had in the game. Yeah, James, it's his fourth All-Ireland title now in charge of Kerry. Where does this one rank, do you think, uh, amongst those four wins? Well, I mean, personally for Jack, I'd say it would would rank up there. I mean, he came in, he knew exactly what Kerry had to do to win. That's the thing I think that people realise in Kerry. He watched this team for the last couple of years. (laughs) Just here, Shani. Shani. Oh, it's great, it's great to hear this. The The passion, unbelievable. (laughs) He's just lifting one last time. The noise here is still incredible. It's fantastic, my God. But uh, no, with Jack, look, it's going to rank up there with, with one of the best because he came in, he he, co- he was cold and rootless. He decided what, exactly what he wanted to do with the team. As we said before the game, he rang fellas. He said, you're going to be playing here, you're going to be playing there. And he went with the strongest team from the very start of the year. And when Jack wins the National League, he tends to follow it up with an all So there was an expectancy in Kerry from the start. And for him to deal with that so well and under the pressure to deliver, Hats off to him, in fairness, he's done unbelievable. But can I just say, from a, I'm a Kerry fan today, I, I honestly have so much respect for those Galway lads and their management. I think they were mm. absolutely exceptional today. Like some of their performers, you've Walsh was ridiculous. Some of the scores he got, honestly, the, all the Kerry people around me stood up and started clapping him. Some of the scores he got, right and left leg, under pressure, marking 
one of the best markers in the game at the moment, Tom Sullivan. So I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Killian McDade stepped up. He got four points from play. And even after he kicked a wide, he kicked another from play. And then he kicked another wide and he kicked another from play. The leadership it took for him to keep stepping up and, and going into those positions and trying to deliver for his team was unbelievable. I just thought the leadership from McDade and Walsh was exceptional. And if you add in Silk, who marked Shawnee Shea, probably one of the hardest marking jobs at the moment as well. Silk was absolutely fantastic. And Malloy, usually a wing-back covering, was used today as a cornerback. Mark Paul Ganey in the first half. Paul was withdrawn at halftime and he marked he marked Killian's plan second half and did a fine job. So I must say, hats off to those Galway lads. They really delivered today. They're just unlucky to come up against such an excellent carry side today. Yeah, and Damien Comer perhaps didn't get the scores that he would have wanted today, but crucially, and especially towards the end there, he showed the qualities of one of the great players and that he was making turnovers. He was getting in there, making a nuisance of himself. It hasn't worked out for them in the end, but again, not your forwards aren't necessarily just going to get your scores you, you see lads like Damien Kohler, Comer leading by example and you know leaving his, his heart and soul out in the field there yeah well Comer is more than just a just a forward who wants to score his own his own scores he's constantly tackling working hard giving uh, direction to his other players he's winning kickouts he's winning his own kickouts and he's making big turnovers he made one unbelievable turnover back in his own defence and just as Galway was starting to turn the tide he won a kickout off Shane Ryan but just to, to, to follow on from that, Kerry were level with Galway in the 64th minute. And Galway had a full press on. They had four up in the full forward line stopping the short kickout. They had four and a half forward line shopping, or stopping the kind of jab kickout. And they had four behind them to stop the very long kickout. And Shane Walsh somehow found the kickout to Gavin White. David and Body Clifford here just lifted the cup together to get in a huge cheer. <laughs> but for Shane Ryan to get that kickout off, and Kerry actually got a score from it, it was... It's, it's a moment in the game that people probably wouldn't realise the importance of. But he put down the ball with 80,000 people looking at him going, if he messes up this kickout, Galway could win this. And he pinged it out to the sideline straight into Gavin White's mouth for a carry score. So hats off to Shane Ryan there. When a big play was needed, he came up with it. 100%. Before we move off Galway, I just want to ask you quickly, um, first of all, just Shane Walsh, that free from the hands towards the end, was that the right call? Should he maybe gone from the ground or was well, from the hands the right call? The way he was playing, you can't question his decision because yeah. he was kicking everything. But at the time, there was about four and a half minutes left and they were two down. So at the time, I did say to Paddy here, I was like, this is probably the wrong decision. They should go short, work a, work an easier chance, get okay. the point, and then press the kick out again and maybe win it back. But he took the shot from <clears throat> from under the under the Cusack, 45 yards out at an angle, probably 55 yards really with the, with the way the angle was. And he just tailed it wide. And when that happens, it's a chance missed and it just deflates your team a little bit. And I know that Galway weren't making a lot of chances at the time, so Shane had to take that shot on, probably. But if, if he was to go back, I wonder, would he, would he have taken the short and tried to work an easier chance? But that said, Shane Walsh had such an unbelievable game. And the reason he had such a great game was his decision-making was on point, along with his kicking. So you can't criticise him for doing it. There's a few little chiselers going up there to uh, get a look at the cup with, their, um, with a few of the Kerry players, James. It looks like the next generation... <laughs> Are just uh, yeah. getting a sample of what it's like to go up and collect Sam. Uh, I'm is. not sure if they'll remember it in uh, 15 years' time, but I suppose you got to get them started early in Kerry, don't you? you but do. uh, I'm just looking, we've seen Pat Spillan on the Sunday game. Of course, this is his last year before he bows out. Uh, and Pat's in tears. And uh, I'm just, are you, are you a bit emotional yourself, James, at the moment? Um, I am, to be fair. I mean, these fellas, I've, I've been playing with these lads for the last 10 years. I mean, 
I've, I've felt the, the heartbreak over the last couple of years that we haven't gotten over the line. And there's been such a turnaround of players um, since we won the All-Ireland last. So these fellas needed this. They needed to kind of validate your Kerry career to win All-Ireland. And the thing is, that it's there for them now. The confidence that they can take from this, the David Cliffords, the Pawdy Cliffords, there's actually something there now where they can go on and hopefully be in contention for a long time yet, a couple of years, really give it a rattle to, to kind of set a dynasty. I mean, that's a lot easier said than done. But coming off the back of such starvation, thanks to the dub success, I mean, Kerry really are trying to push this team forward for, for success. But yeah. I mean, look, it's just a, it's just a great it's a great day for everyone, for the supporters. Everyone is staying back now to celebrate with the team and it's just a great atmosphere. The only thing I can see is... <laughs> The older fellas have their kids out as well. I hate seeing the older fellas with the kids out because it's like a kind of a retirement strategy. It's like uh, if I bring the kids out onto the field one last time, I might pack it in. So I can see, uh, I can see Paul Ganey there with uh, with his young lad and uh, and David Bourne as well. So hopefully there's another year in those lads yet. Yeah, well they are. There's they're the two as well as um, I was trying to pick out all the players who are over 30. Stephen O'Brien as well. But as you were saying, like the, the rest of the players there, we're looking at, you know, Graham O'Sullivan, 24, Jason Foley, 24, Sullivan, 25, O'Beog Lake is 25. A lot of players there around the right age. Gavin White as well, Jeremy O'Connor, 23, Shawnee O'Shea, 24. As you were saying, like there really is the potential for this Kerry team to go on a bit of a run. There is. And Paddy always says it, getting the first one over the line is so important in terms of not learning success because it gives you the confidence. Kerry have won this going down you know, going down the, the the narrow side of the game against Dublin and against Galway, they were levelling behind in both games, and they, they just pulled it out of the fire. So the the belief that will give a 24 year old when you don't even you haven't even come near your best yet. I mean, you're probably not hitting your best until you're 28, 29. So these fellas have another three or four years development, and they have had three or four years of kind of disappointments, which will fuel the fire for them. I can't stress how much a couple of narrow defeats fuels the fire for victory. It just really does set you up. You need to lose a couple of those close games to really make sure you get over the line in the future. It's called building character, I think, James, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, these, these lads definitely shown character over the last two games, in fairness to them. I couldn't be prouder of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose when you look at Jack O'Connor, the, the, the team that he's built around, and we spoke a bit before the game, you know, the likes of Mike Quirk is there, Paddy Talley's there. How important do you think those guys have been to today's victory as well? I would say huge. I mean, before we get to Paddy Talley, Mike Quirk uh, is a manager in his own right. He managed Leash. I was talking to a couple of the Leash lads. They spoke very highly of him. So he was a manager and he decided to take a step back and become a number two. So you can imagine they almost have two managers in charge of the team, which is huge experience and huge knowledge there. So Mike Quirk, I know for a fact, has, has done a massive job in there. Even just... To, to set Jack up on the right path he might be he mightn't be making the final decisions but he he, he certainly has a, a massive involvement with Paddy Talley you'd have to say he his CV now is is looking is looking insane because mm. Kerry if you were to question Kerry over the last couple of years you'd say there's a hole in the middle of the defense that used to be the thing down here when you were assessing him and say there's teams running through scoring goals at critical times and Kerry are missing out by a point or two even in that Tyrone game last year you know, we conceded a couple of goals and soft goals. I think Paddy Talley's come in and his main brief by Jack was stop us conceding goals. If someone kicks 20 points to beat us, fair play to them. But not many teams are going to be able to do that. Even Galway were shooting the lights out today. I think they finished with 16. 16 is great kicking, but when you have the forwards of Kerry's capabilities that can kick 20 points regularly, you're not going to lose many games. So keeping clean sheets, I give all the credit to Paddy Talley because speaking to a couple of the players, they had a couple of very... 
distinct tactics in terms of shortening the pitch, narrowing the pitch and making sure nothing goes down the middle. And if we were ever looking for proof, Comer today got no ball for full forward because Kerry just cut off that area to field completely. But if you look at it, James, sorry, the, uh, only Johnny Heaney scored a point and Shane Walsh is the only other Galway forward who scored today. So the defence yeah. did a brilliant job for Kerry when you look at it. And OK, Comer's kind of the standout one and we've spoken about he has more of his game. Rob Finnerty, you didn't see him. And I know Tierney and Kelly are kind of, they're, they're the kind of working element of the Galway force, but they didn't threaten either. And that's testament to the work that the Kerry backs were putting in. And like, again, Shane Walls put on a show for the ages there. But other than that, Kerry handled that Galway attack pretty well. Killian McDade, obviously, they've 13 of the 16 scores between the two of them, you know, between, between Walsh and McDade. So from a Galway, or from a Kerry perspective, they'd be very happy with that defensive performance. Definitely, but even when you're when we were analysing the game beforehand, we were kind of questioning where the firepower was going to come for come for, far from Galway. So, I mean, for Shane Walsh to step up and do that, and for Killian McDade to step up and do that was incredible. I know we say Comer didn't um, didn't threaten the post, but Kerry did a very good job on Paul Conroy as well. And Conroy started to tire in the second half, and it, it, Joyce ended up taking him off with 10 minutes to go. And myself and Paddy Andrews here were shocked that he actually took him off because. There's a point in him just when when the game is going down the stretch. Someone like that can throw over a long-range point to get you back in the game. So I, I was actually I was actually delighted to see Conroy go off as a as a carry sporter. But it was a strange decision because, as you said, Shane Walsh had kicked so many but was tiring. McDade was actually growing in energy. It was it was a, a, a monstrous performance by him. But they just needed someone else to step up and kick a point from play. It would have galvanised them. So to see Conroy go off there. It just drained them a little bit, I think. James, just on the, the mental side of the game, we know, uh, you know Jack Connor referenced um, after the, the Kerry game just the resilience and um, you know the mental side of the game that they've worked on this year. Do you think that, that that's been an important factor in terms of the performances this year when they have come under pressure, that they found that little bit extra? Or, you know, in terms of just seeing games out and being able to come back from, you know, one and two points down where previous, you know, they were struggling maybe in the years gone by to finish out games and so on? I would say so. Um, just from listening to the players' interviews and things, I know that they've really embraced the psychology of the game. But I mean, that it's probably overdue because I know that a lot of teams have, have really uh, tipped into that side. I know Dublin did. I know that Limerick Hurlers did. I know that Kilkenny did. Like those small margins aren't small margins. They're absolutely massive. The thoughts that go through your head when you're a point down are so important. If you let the wrong thought into your head, if you think, "Oh no, we've we've thrown this away," and you can just lose all energy from thinking that whereas if you're thinking right we're a point down but we have a chance now we have an opportunity to get back into the game that that sort of whatever those thoughts are that going through your head can really uh, change the result and whatever Kerry did I don't know what they did I'm, I'm not privy to information of what's going on inside in the camp at the moment but whatever they did when the games got tight this year and there wasn't many of them but when they did get tight they were able to pull it out the bag like in the Mayo game, they pulled away. In the Munster final, they pulled away. And against Cork, they kind of pulled away in the end. So it was only the semi-final and the final. So they were probably doing a lot of psychological work all through the year without really seeing the benefit of it. But then there's just one one time in the game, five minutes to go, when you really have to tap into it. And if you have that work done, it can, it can pay off massively. I think it was Tony Griffin, the former Clare hurler. There was a shot of him on the telly there, James, just as they were going around the, the Kerry lad celebrating and Jack was going to different people. I'm pretty sure Tony Griffin was there and that would be an area he'd work, he'd work extensively in. So you'd imagine that's the type of stuff he's talking about. And he obviously has the, the theory and the educational background to, to be able to deliver it, but he's also a inter former inter-county player and be able to associate with being in those environments. 
points and um, like you said that, things like that are invaluable to make a massive difference and they're not for everybody our players take it on in different ways sometimes it'll be in a group sometimes it'll be more one-to-one and um, I think having someone in a group who can who players can bounce off players can go to there's, there's obviously a clear value in that and, and it's an, just another string to the bow for Kerry this year. James I don't want to keep you from the celebrations much longer but just to ask you before you go Jack O'Connor 61 now he's still seven years younger than Brian Cody who announced his retirement last night do you think he'll still be in charge for next year it is a huge huge commitment will he stay uh, in the job you can't retire him yet he's only after, <laughs> he's only after winning the Ireland Jack O'Connor no I, I fully expect Jack to be there for a long time yet I mean look he's he's done not say done the hard work but he's won the first one now they, they can look forward and they can see can we just take that next step be a great team and go back to back when we listened to Darren McCurry's interviews from Tyrone over, over this year and he saw players step away from the panel and, and he kind of saw that there wasn't the commitment there to, to go back to back and win two in a row it completely deflated him he was like why do we not go and take this chance to become a great team Jack if he gets a sniff of being involved in a great team he is going to take it I fully expect him to be there next year and I expect Kerry to be bigger and better well, James, we hope you will be there next year with us as well because uh, your contributions have been brilliant across the year. And, of course, on the football pod, of which there will be another episode tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, 10 o'clock, I think Tommy Rooney, Tommy, is dropping. I'm sure you might be sounding tired and emotional maybe on tomorrow's <laughs> pod, will you? <laughs> Where, I think we'll you? have to push that out to Tuesday morning. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> and, uh, I, sure, I don't, probably don't need to guess the venue tonight where the celebrations are happening, do I? <laughs> well... That is now going to be a, a winning party, at least, for God's sake. We, we swerved that curveball. <laughs> Brilliant stuff, James. Listen, enjoy the celebrations and congrats to Kerry on an All-Ireland. Thanks, lads. Thanks very much. Talk to you later. Brilliant stuff. James O'Donoghue there, former Kerry footballer, All-Ireland winner himself in 2014. They have finally ended that run of eight years without an All-Ireland trophy. Uh, the Sam Maguire, of course, heading back down to the southwest of the country, to the kingdom. Uh, where Kerry will, I'm sure, celebrate for the next week or so. And uh, as I said, you can listen to the football pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. That's dropping in the uh, football feed of the OTB Sports app tomorrow night from 10 o'clock. We are going to analyse this match a little bit further with my two guests, Austin and Mossy. And uh, we'll have that all for you coming up after the next break. Gaelic football on Off The Ball with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more Gaelic football on Off The Ball with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more Welcome back to Off The Ball on this Sunday afternoon where Kerry have just been crowned All-Ireland Senior Football Champions after beating Galway by 20 points to 16 at Croke Park and the uh, players, as you, uh, as we see over the last number of years, just going around the football pitch and taking the adulation of the Kerry supporters. And uh, we're just uh, seeing clips as well of Pat Spillan. Pat Spillan in the RTE studio for the last time because, of course, he is moving on after this year and uh, we can't let the day pass without getting your views on Pat Spillane lads uh, uh, like one of the greatest footballers ever to play the game which some people forget sometimes I suppose because it is so long ago um, but maybe just first as an analyst he's been fantastic and I know yeah, I suppose he can uh, divide opinion maybe perhaps and especially up in Dublin Mossy uh, but a great analyst over the years and he really has been um, I suppose a uh, part of the fabric of the GEA 
He has, yeah. Well, we, we've all grown up watching. I certainly have grown up watching him anyway, analysing games. And it's probably only in the last couple of weeks where you've seen some of them on social media. I saw him doing this kind of play-by-play of the famous Mayo and Meads uh, around the All-Ireland in 96. And um, uh, you mightn't agree with him all the time, but he's always willing to give an opinion. He's always willing to, to talk. And uh, I suppose through those years where it was himself, Colm O'Rourke, Joe Brawley, they were the three. It was similar to the soccer where you had Dunphy, Giles and Brady. And I think that was the way for an awful long time. And um, I suppose just the way the game has changed a lot in the last couple of years. And um, I, I always found him interesting to listen to. But look, he's obviously made his own decision. He's happy to move on. Yeah, I think there's, there's probably no harm in that either. Absolutely. Yeah, look, like Matthew, like we we've all grown up watching him, you know, and you know, in terms of the Sunday game and what he's brought to it over the years, and like he, you know, he's a guy that has has done it at the top level. He is a, a necklace of all Ireland middles, um, as as Massey said, you know, can divide opinion at time, but in terms of what he's given to the GEA and I suppose in Kerry football, um, you know, it's extraordinary the body of work that he's got through, um, and you know, you'd wish him well in his his uh, retirement from it. I'm sure he'll pop up in some other corners, um, with, with opinions on on and you know GEA and so on but um, he has been I suppose a, a bit of an institution in, in, in every household o- over the years and uh, yeah it's it's I suppose it's a sad day for a lot of Kerry people in terms of seeing him exit and stage left from it but uh, you know he's 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 met his mark let's just say that as uh, you said there I'm sure he'll pop up I saw producer Arthur there with a, a wry smile I don't know if he's putting the call in there to <laughs> Pat Spillane already for next year but uh, what a final we've had uh, to watch this afternoon it's been uh, really fascinating the first half Mossy, we thought Galway were absolutely excellent. Shane Walsh was fantastic. Um, they defended really well against that superb Kerry forward line. Even though they did, David Clifford was still getting those points. Um, at half time, it looked like Galway really were looking confident and perhaps could have done this today. Yeah, they certainly would have been happy with the first half. Um, a lot of things they would have worked on. We spoke about it at half time, they would have been pleased and it would have been kind of. Uh, re-emphasising the things that were working well and what they needed to keep going after. Walsh was having the game of his life. When you have a player of that quality on the pitch, you get him the ball where possible. You get him the ball in, the, in positive positions where he's attacking the, the opposition goal and they continue to do that, which was, which was a no-brainer. They will have been frustrated with the lack of attacking input from Damien Comer, from Rob Finnerty. These are, again top-class footballers and they made little or no impact obviously barely threatened the the, the Kerry goal and um, I would imagine at half time that would have been something they talked about trying to get the ball moving around the, the other forwards a little bit more and that was something they struggled to do so and why do you think they struggled to get into the game saying was it because of the marking jobs being done on them certainly this credit has to go to the Kerry defenders yeah I think so yeah and, and you actually saw Graham O'Sullivan actually the, the Kerry corner back who I think was tasked with Mark and Rob Frinerty from what it looked like here it was he was actually driving forward he kicked the point himself he actually set up a couple of I think he three or four assists possibly with good balls into the Kerry forward line so um, you, you could see from that side of things Kerry were having big performances from their direct markers but in saying that there was a couple of times Finnerty won a ball possibly could have gone across the defender taking his ground he either would have had to let him go or he would have had to foul him and he kind of came back out to the side a little bit and kind of recycled and, and it was a little bit safe you would have liked to seen him put the foot down and go harder a little bit and that's just one instance and again it's easier when you're when you're sitting here watching it's a lot easier than being down there so um but yeah I'd imagine from a Galway perspective while they were happy with half time it probably just re-emphasised this is an opportunity for us here today we're here with a great chance to win and they were and that was I'd say when they look back there'll be a frustration that while they went to the 51st minute they were 10 minutes without scoring as the guys were saying earlier they did get it back level got it to 16 all and then they just again just didn't have enough quality we've talked about Killian Spillane the impact of the Kerry bench 
I've often said in the past, I think the best 20 players wins in All-Ireland. It's probably the best 17 or 18 won it today. Mm. And I think Go, uh, Kerry just got that little bit more. In particular, Killian Spillane. Adrian Spillane did some good work as well. But Spillane's two points when you look at it in the context. Galway didn't have a forward to come on and threaten either from a scoring perspective. And I think that, that ultimately cost them. What do you think that will do for Galway going into next year? Austin, do you think that there is an All-Ireland in this team under Porrick Joyce? Because you look at the age profile of the Galway team, I suppose you take out the likes of Paul Conroy, who's 33, uh, you know, Comer Walsh are touching, they're 28 and 29 respectively, so there's still a couple of years left in them. The experience that some of the younger players have gained from this, the likes of Patrick Kelly, the likes of Jack Lynn, could you see Porrick Joyce perhaps getting them to an All-Ireland again next oh, year, I, perhaps I, winning I, it? Absolutely, I think so in terms of what they've done this year and the way they've built and they've learned from game to game. They'd obviously be disappointed coming out here this evening but you know if they put in a hell of a performance for long stages of that. I think probably going away from here Park Joyce and his management team probably need to sit down and look at the, the, the their actual bench and go back to club football now and see can they unearth maybe one or two or three more players that can add a little bit more to that bench strength because we did see in essence it was the differentiator for Kerry in terms of Spillane coming on with two um, and, 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 and what Adrian Spillane brought in terms of his his raw kind of physicality uh, around the middle there as well and the options it gave Jack O'Connor fortunately um, Galway just didn't have that they didn't have the same impact off the bench and they didn't have the artillery to bring in so that's an area they'll need to look at but in terms of what they got from all their other players when, when we mentioned there earmarked earlier Killian McDade four points from playing in our Ireland final Shane Walsh nine you know, mm. um, you know numerous others like that stood up as well so huge huge positive signs of growth there for Galway like when you know 10 months ago if somebody had said that Galway would be in an All-Ireland final and they'd be bossing it for long stages most of us would have said no I, d I don't think so but coming out of here like they can hold their heads, he heads up high they put in a fair performance they ran out of juice there in the end certainly there was a period there and um, when we were watching Massey you just could feel the energy was going from them they had four or five turnovers at key stages where Kerry just managed to get the ball find the pockets of space and, and that but it's a learning it's a learning curve for them and you know there's nine of that Kerry team that started the 19 finally against Dublin that last one so this will stand to them I know the old adage and no, any player that ever played the game doesn't want to lose one mm. to, to win one but you know it will and it's how you use those learnings going forward now um, but they're in a really good place Mossy just to go back to, to Kerry then because it's their big day and they've had to wait a long time for it. And uh, as, you know, we, we've spoken about before, you know, there was one or two there from 2014 who've taken that experience into this year. But uh, you look through that team and I mentioned it to James, the age profile is pretty good, bar one or two who are over. There's three players maybe started today who are over 30. What's your feeling on the Kerry team as a, uh, you know, when you look ahead to next year, is it looking good for them to, are they good enough to back it up again, do you think, after this year? You'd have to think so. Like I suppose it's very hard. They're still on the pitch celebrating, you know, and it's one of those. Uh, I don't. You don't envisage them losing too many players in terms of like you, you've just gone through the age profile there and the confidence it'll bring them, and um, uh, and it just probably whets the appetite a little bit. And you've probably got four or five guys in the subs mightn't got a run today. You've probably got four or five guys who didn't make the bench today, and they'll celebrate for a couple of weeks. They'll go back down into club championship, but that's where you'd like to see. That's where the that's where that mindset we talked about comes along, where those guys are now saying, geez, that looks really good. Now I want to be one of the ones out there. And there's, and, and I think that's that's generally when you see squads who get to that level and they get to that, and you often hear about that strength and depth and the, the, the challenge of the internal games being as good as other games. Ultimately, for a team to really drive on, that's what you need. That You need that year in, year out, where you have that quality and you're competing 
with guys within the squad first and foremost rather than knowing rather than the manager looking and saying well there's 12 of my 13 team or even if he knows it they're still fighting and they feel they're fighting to get to it and they know that the guys coming off the bench are going to make an impact and I think you've seen in both with Limerick I suppose and Hurling in recent years and Dublin then before that in football that's what that's the level they got to and they could rely on that and they could and that the dependability and the that drive you could see in every game was how they sustained their success. So that was it, like Tyrone obviously, and I think James said it there, you've seen a couple of Tyrone players come out subsequently and said, well, and you saw the amount of guys that dropped off and it was very, very hard for them to replicate. It didn't get close to the level of it. So that'll be the challenge for Kerry, but I, I wouldn't anticipate, I would anticipate them having more of a chance of retaining it than going the route that Tyrone did this year. And um, again, uh, Jack O'Connor will be the manager. The, even the management will have learned from this year. There'll be things that they, they've done this year. Like they went, felt like they went from the very first, like there was, um, uh, is it McGrath Cup? I have a Burn Cup yeah. in my head. The McGrath Cup. <laughs> McGrath, yeah. The McGrath Cup down in down in Munster, and they were playing nearly their full strength team from January. Like they were playing guys who played college games the same day, and they knew they wanted to see them and they wanted to get them out. And I remember they were getting criticised at the time, and they had that in their heads from the very start because they knew it was with a goal to get into today. That will likely change for management now. They've, they've kind of got a year of looking at guys. They have a year of tape. They have a year of experience. It might be a case that the McGrath Cup next year, they're trying out five or six lads and let's see who else we can come in and is there someone else playing club football or someone else that we haven't had a look at yet. So little things like that will evolve and that's, that's effectively the challenges they'll have to put for the squad and for the management to try and sustain that success then. Have you, have you both enjoyed watching Kerry this year? Like, What are your kind of standout moments of watching this Kerry team? I have, I think so, yeah. Um, just even looking in at them in terms of the way they've evolved uh, defensively. Um, and I suppose looking even at, you know, the whole game is evolving and we've always looked at Kerry as being, you know, the aristocrats and they look to put boot to ball and kick and it's it's all, you know, really, you know, stylish stuff. But the courage, I think, from Jack O'Connor from early on the season to bring in a Paddy Talley, to understand that this is a key weakness of us. We're turning ball over and we're leaving ourselves exposed at the back and so on. So to even see, you know, from a coaching perspective that that can be done in terms of locking down a defence and getting numbers back and being solid and yet still being able to do it at the other end of the pitch as well and kick 20, 21 points. So I've enjoyed that facet of it. Obviously, you cannot not watch David Clifford and, and enjoy what he brings to it in, in, in terms of there again today. Just some of the, the you know, he's left an indelible mark on the championship and, and again there today as well. Just some of the, the some of the things he does, he, he's, you know, he's prodigious, he's a special talent um, and, you know, he, he's lit up the championship. So I've, I have enjoyed watching them. Um, maybe not so much against when they, when they beat Mayo, but yeah, <laughs> to a point, yeah. Um, Greatest of all time, I heard somebody during the week, uh, it might have been James on the podcast actually saying that Clifford was mm. greatest player of all time. Mossy. Yeah, he's away to go, I suppose, in his career. But we might we might need a bar stand and a bar stool to debate that for tonight, Steve. Like it's a bit more in that. Uh, yeah, like look in terms of again, we talk about skills that like we watched him here today and left foot, right foot, distance, shown for the ball, winning high ball, winning ball down low in front. We've seen the goal, the goal against Mayo, the injection of pace, passing it to the net. Like, he has everything, and he's if he was down in the local field and you heard he was down playing, you'd go down and watch him, you know, he's, he's that good and he's that entertaining and you bring every kid in the area to come in and look at it to see what he does and um, uh, greatest of all time, I don't know, like as in, he's certainly in terms of the, this, this, this era now, if you look at since he's arrived, the kind of, the way that Dublin work out, possibly more of a team in terms of having stand, yeah. they, they've, you could list Cluxton, James McCarthy, Dermot Connolly, different guys at different times. Yeah. Clifford has been very much the focal point of this of this Kerry team, and 
but he's embraced it and that's a brilliant thing we talked about his character and his leadership and he's embraced it there hasn't been a moment where he's shied away from it or certainly from the outside looking in he hasn't shied away from any any element of that and you'd imagine this will bring him on and I think that it'll be how he continues to evolve and continues to impact games and um yeah he, he's just absolutely sensational yeah yeah absolutely fantastic it's a joy to watch him when he's playing and when he's on form um i have to say lads just in the brief bit of time that we have left it, it kind of makes for a i'm kind of excited about next year's championship already <laughs> now i can kind of move on from this carry celebration quite quickly because <laughs> i'm just thinking will we get Dublin into a final next year against this great Kerry team i know you're obviously hoping mayo uh, will go far next year but we've got a few teams there maybe we'll fancy a pop off Kerry next year yeah, I, I think so. I think it's the thing has opened up again when we've seen the progress. Obviously, Derry made this year coming through winning a, a, you know an Ulster Championship, um, and they'd been out of the picture for quite a while. The progress Armagh have made and the type of, of football they're playing and some of the the guys that they have there, Reno O'Neill in particular. Um, so there are other you know teams putting their head above the parapet. So certainly, like looking next year, it's 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 wide open again. And obviously, Dublin Massey will come again. I think there's there's still there's still a kick in them. Uh, mm. in, in, you know, in, in 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 terms of that team, I do believe that. I think they still have enough quality around there to win in All Ireland. Um, so certainly, um, for Kerry to go and go back to back, it is a hard thing to do. Obviously, outside of Dublin, in, in terms of what they've done and that. But um, I think watching Galway's performance today, and in, in terms of how close they got because a lot of people didn't think that, that they were going to get that close so it will give an awful lot of confidence to, to, to the all ends out there also Brilliant stuff Austin Mossy it's been a pleasure watching the all Ireland final which you heard this afternoon we'll catch you very soon Gaelic Football on Off the Ball is in partnership with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship